When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is our mini series with Justin Short. This is our second episode where we're going to talk about practice visions, goals, and why. So in the first couple weeks here of the mini-series, we're just going to get started, and then as we get through the mini-series, we'll get into the real meat of the content. we got to lay the foundation first and make sure that we have the proper mindset before we really jump in. And I would highly recommend that you write this down as we're going through it. I think it's really important that you uh, answer these questions for yourself as you go to a practice or go into any type of situation of ownership because it helps you start with the right mindset and start with your goals in mind. My wife and I did this activity the other day and I thought it was very helpful to see exactly where we're at the practice. We're buying the financials and kind of compare how much we have to do to reach our goals. So without further ado, we have Justin back on the line. How you doing, Justin? Good, George. Thanks for having me back. No problem. So why don't you go ahead and just start with the three questions that we're going to talk about today? All right. Um, the three questions that I always start with with clients um, is what is your why? What is your vision? And what are your goals? And can you kind of give some examples, you know, so your why, you know, what are some common things that you hear? Um, some common things, I mean, it's always different. I mean, I think the most common theme that I hear is usually family. Uh, I think that's one that kind of cuts to the core. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it ranges. You know, everybody's different. That's what kind of makes it fun. So. Okay. And then, um, so then you have your why, your visions and your goals. So why do you start there with people who you're working with? Sure. Well, whether it's, you know, what I want to produce for each day at the office or the year, or, you know, just kind of what I want for my life, I always try to work backwards. You know, I, I want to know what I'm aiming for because then I can reverse engineer my plan to accomplish it. So for me setting the stage of or building a super successful practice begins with knowing what is your wife vision goals for, you know, I think three main reasons. Number one, if you know them and they're really crystal clear in your mind, they're going to help you keep going when you want to quit, you know, and at, at some point, if you're really trying to do above average things, you're probably going to, that's going to cross your mind. You know, you're going to say it's, it's tough. I just want to go back to doing what's comfortable, whatever. Um, number two, kind of like what we touched on, once you know where you, you want to go, then we can chart your path to get there. Um, and I just think dentists, you know, we really as a whole need to quit settling for whatever our lives, our practices throw our, our way. And with goals, we can measure our progress, progress and we can break down the journey into quantifiable steps. Okay. And so do you feel like doing that? then you can go ahead and have a good idea of where to go with a client and then, or any individual setting their own goals. And then that's how they get there. Um, I think we've done both. You know, I've had clients who, you know, came to me crystal clear on where they wanted to head. Um, some, you know, a lot actually kind of have some different ideas. You know, they kind of think, well, I could head this direction um, or I could head that direction. And, you know, I just kind of help them work through it. And really try to dig deep and discover, you know, what what you ultimately want. Not 
not what do you think could happen or not what do you think you could achieve with the right amount of effort, but really everything's on the table. What do you want your life and practice to look like? So this is almost like if there are no limitations on what you can accomplish, write down your most ideal perfect scenario and that's what you have them do. Yeah, yeah. Pretty so much then, in a nutshell, that's it exactly. <laughs> why do you start out with why? Well, kind of going back to what I just said, you know, you're you're always going to have days you want to give up, guaranteed. You know, for example, um, I have a golf coach. You know, I have a golf coach that when I swing the way he tells me to, even though it doesn't feel right, I tend to play better. But those days when I do what he says and I don't play better, you know, my first inclination is always to go back to my comfortable way of playing that gets me limited results and probably negative results. Um, but that's always my my first go-to is let's, let's just do what's comfortable. And you need to know your why um, that is bigger than you to get you through those times. The key to improving, um, in my mind, is sticking with the right things that are uncomfortable until it becomes comfortable. And for me, my why is my family, as I mentioned. Um, I wanted to have a strong practice that gave me a good income in the minimum amount of time at the office because I wanted to spend more time with my family and I wanted the financial resources to be able to spend our time together doing things we wanted. You know, I didn't, again, kind of what we touched on last episode, I didn't want one without the other. You know, I didn't want a bunch of time to spend with them and we had to sit in the the house and eat ramen noodles all day because we had no money because dad wasn't working. Um, And, you know, there's been plenty of days at the office when I've wanted to say screw it or I wanted to slack off, um, which I think all of us, if you practice long enough, you you hit those days. And I come in and say, see the pictures of my family in my offices, my office, and it pushes me on. And, you know, it reminds me of why I do what I do. And, you know, you've got to be really specific with your why. Just saying, you know, I want to do bigger things because I want to be rich. Um, isn't enough. You know, why do you want to be rich? How will that improve your life? Um, you know, it may give you freedom, power, choices, more time with the people you love, um, a sweet whip to drive around town, whatever it is. I just want them to figure it out. So, um, basically why do you want to accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish? I think that's just generally good advice, you know, for, whether dentistry or not, you know, I, I've always, you know, it's very common to hear that. So after you have your why, what would be next? Next is your vision. At least to me, that's where we go next. Um, and what does that you know, consist the, of? Sure. The, the importance um, of knowing your vision, you know, is, is because you have to know where you're heading. You know, what does your life look like once you've gotten to wherever it is you want to go? You know, how do you spend your time? How does your office run, et cetera? Um, there's an old proverb that I use on uh, TLP Academy that it goes like this. You know, a young boy walks up to a wise old guru and he asks that guru, can you tell me how to get to the Golden City? And the guru replies, of course I can. Just make sure every step you take gets you closer to your destination. And during the process of me working with clients, I want to make sure every step we take 
is getting us one step closer to the end result we want to achieve. And when we know the vision, we can do that. Okay. And then, so you kind of hinted at it, but the importance of the vision is to have, you know, to know where we're going. And then the specific vision itself is the very specific vision or like, you know, specific things that we want our practice to be like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, your vision, you know, I want people to ask themselves, like, how much time do you want off? How much do you want to make? What does your home life look like? Where do you vacation to? What does your perfect day at the office look like? Like, what do you want? Not what do you think you can get? Or, you know, I just want to get down to the heart of the issue and just down to the root and make people dig deep. And it's like, what do you really want? Um, and, you know, you got to focus on that feeling you'll have once you accomplish it, um, not the struggle. You know, and one, let me backtrack for a sec. You know, when setting a vision, I want people to focus on what could be not on the minutia of getting there. Um, again, like I said, focus on the feeling you'll have once you accomplish it, not the struggle. For example, like getting in shape, you know, the people who the most successful people at it focus on the end result. You know, they think about how they feel, how they look to the opposite sex, um, looking like Justin short, things like that. And, <laughs> and, oh, uh, man. yeah, no, they don't, they don't actually think like that. Um, you know, it's not the people who focus on the getting up early, the hunger pains, the getting in the car when it's dark and cold outside and driving to the gym, waiting for machines, getting sweaty, and then having to come back home and get ready for work again. You know, you gotta, but both people, the successful and non-successful people, um, they're going to have the same pitfalls, but where are you focusing can help determine your results and your vision needs to be able to get you out of bed. People fail, fail more often, um, in my experience by dreaming too small and hitting it rather than dreaming too big and falling short. So, and so, uh, Justin, when my wife and I were going through this activity, we, we did our why, and then we went and discussed our vision and we kind of charted it and, you know, we decided what we wanted and the income level that we wanted and the days off and all that that you kind of described. And in that process, we kind of realized, well, we don't want all that much. Um, and the size practice that we're buying and the financials of the practice that we're buying, you know, me looking at it, I kind of realized that we don't need all that much growth to reach our vision. So what would you say to somebody like me? You know, that doesn't sound, it's not very motivating. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. So what would you recommend I do? Um, what would I recommend you do if you decide that your vision that you have is not too far off from where you started? Yeah, you know, is I that, mean, it's not like I'm going to change my vision, but at the same time, would I just try to do it in less days or, you know, how would I how would I still try to improve, but at the same time know that my vision is not very far from where I'm at? I mean, the bottom line is if you guys – Really, I think the biggest thing about the vision is that there is no agenda. I think if you guys want less and you're almost there and you're satisfied at that point, that's awesome. Let's get you there faster. Um, and you may very well find that I think a lot of clients find is that the vision may evolve and it may change. You know, mine has several times. So I would I would say let's get to your goal sooner rather than later. Reevaluate if you guys are good. Cool. 
if you're not, we need to take another step one way or another and pivot, then we do that. Awesome. And then I think, I think that idea of having like a, almost like a vision's a pulse and you're kind of checking it occasionally. I like that because right. maybe at this time, you know, we're dental students, we're living off of very little money. Um, you know, I think maybe our vision changes when we start having things that we may want a little bit more and, uh, you know, you may want a little bit more time off. I could definitely see that. Sure. I think, um, you know, when I started out on my journey um, of creating, you know, I wanted to create a really successful lifestyle practice. Um, my vision for my life was to have an uncommon amounts of time to spend with my family. And again, being able to do those things without worrying about time and money for my practice and professional life. It was to net 500,000 in the beginning, be able to take at least 10 weeks off, work three days a week and have a good passive income from real estate and be able to retire if I wanted to from hands-on dentistry by age 40. Now, when I started out, to me, that was shooting for the moon. You know, I thought, man, if I could do that, like, basically, my back of my mind, I was thinking, there's no way. But I pushed myself to put it down. And, you know, now that I've surpassed all those things, I've, I've had to do the process all over again, several times. But oh, whatever it is, the idea is that you have to know where you're heading, and it needs to be crystal clear in your mind and written down. And, you know, my goals were the steps along the way that had to be hit to, to lead me to the ultimate vision. I know we're going to talk about goals in a second, but they're kind of the stepping stones to get me to that ultimate point. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about goals then. So how is vision different than goals? And then how would you kind of define each one? Well, we start find vision. So how would you define goals? Sure. And I think it just goes back to like what, what I just said. You know, I think I have an old, overarching vision for my life. Um, that's big, bold, grand, you know, doesn't have to be for me. That's what it was. And goals are those steps I have to hit along the way. For instance, you know, um, you know, kind of going back to my vision, having a large amounts of time to spend with my family outside of work. You know, I couldn't just take off 10 years ago and say, okay, this is my vision. So we're heading to the beach next week for a month. You know, I would have came back to no house, no practice. And I had to start with, okay, I'm going to go from two weeks that the previous dentist took off a year to I'm going to increase it to four. And then we increased it to six. And then we increased it to eight. Um, and keep working ourselves up. Um, on the income, you know, I unfortunately, I didn't go from making 150000 the first year to making five hundred plus the next year. You know, I had to set a goal, okay, this is my goal for this year. This is my goal for next year. And, and that's kind of how I separate it. I just think of goals as the stepping stones on the way to your vision. Okay. And so the vision is, you know, your exactly what it sounds like. And then your goals are the specific things you have to do in order to get there. Right. And so would you set goals as almost like intra office things too? Like, you know, you have to get specific metrics that we'll talk about later in the mini series and stuff like that in order to reach your vision. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's, we have goals all over our office, you know, whether for production, new patients, um, really, you name it, whatever we could put a, I can put a goal on. I try to do not, maybe that's not for everybody. Um, I'm pretty goal, uh, motivated, you know, so if I can put a goal on it, then I have something to aim for it and I'm going to do my best to hit it. So, but that's just me. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I'm the same way. And, you know, I, I kind of need to have that metric that I'm shooting for. And I think, I think a lot of our listeners are as well. So I think they can relate to that. Yeah. And I think, you know, to me, in my experience, ultra successful practices, you know, they're not just gifted or lucky, you know, but they're obsessed with hitting their goals and it takes work. And bottom line is you have to work harder and smarter to hit extraordinary success than just average success. But thankfully, we're in a profession where the rewards can be exponential if we put in the work. You know, I have a I have a, a really good friend of mine who works 40 hours a week for $15 an hour. Um, and bottom line is he could bust his butt for 20 years probably, you know, working really hard day in, day out, two to work his way up to three, maybe four weeks of vacation. I don't even know if that's possible. And he can see very little fruit from his labor, you know, but I think we're in a profession that, you know, extraordinary amounts of work can lead to extraordinary rewards. And it's a pretty cool thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I could not agree more. And I think that's maybe why we're so big on, you know, setting big, ambitious goals. Um, could you elaborate? I know you keep talking about it, but, you know, just a very, very specific idea of what you mean by that. Can you elaborate on those big, ambitious goals? Sure. Um, you know, I always tell clients, as we're going through this process, you have to dream big. And I want them to think, if you couldn't fail and you knew whatever you could imagine and put on paper would eventually happen, what would you write down? Again, we're not looking for what someone thinks is possible. Like I said, thing I, I run into um, a lot, you know, if, if I talk to a doctor, he's producing 600,000, 600,000 a year, let's say, you know, he, he or she may put down his 900,000 or a million dollar practice sounds really good. And with some hard work, you know, it can probably be achieved, right? And that's fine if that's really your end all be all. But what I find is, that most docs put that down. And then after some probing and some digging, we find out like, Hey, they'd really rather do 1.5 or 2 million, you know, dreaming big is a skill. And if you want to be uncommon, it needs to be developed. And that doesn't necessarily the dreaming big, the goals that I set aren't necessarily like I'm unhappy until I hit those big goals. You know, like it, you can be content with much less, you know, but if I'm, I'm going to go all out and try to really dream big. I'm going to write down something big. You know, would you rather take six weeks off instead of four or 10 weeks off instead of six? You know, I think most of us have an idea of what we think is doing, quote, really good, which is often limited by where we're at today. For me, 11 years ago, it was hitting a million dollars. When I purchased my practice, doing 600,000, you know, a, a, less than a year out of school, I thought, man, if I could hit a million dollar practice, like I would just be killing it. And, and I thought I'd be doing really good, which I was, I mean, it was, that's great. The problem is that once I hit it, I subconsciously hit the brakes. You know, like I was telling myself, okay, buddy, that's good enough. We don't need to push it anymore. And I started to limit myself and I had to learn to break through that barrier. And everyone needs to learn to break those barriers because whether or not you realize it, you're hitting those. And I still hit them. And I still have to push myself all the time. And if I don't, my effectiveness, my effectiveness becomes limited. 
you know, how would your how would your life be different if you were taking four, six, eight, twelve more weeks off than you are right now? You know, what if you were making three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million dollars more per year? How would your life be different? How would your family's life be different? Because each of those things are possible. Anyone can steer the ship, but but if you don't know where you're headed, you'll get way off course. And if you begin with the end in mind, with the end in mind, you know you can examine every decision you have to make by asking, "Is this taking me closer to my intended destination, or isn't it?" Is that kind of? I remember when I was uh, going through the course, you talked about front loading the process. Is that what you talk about when you talk about front loading the process, beginning with the end in mind, or is that different? Yeah. No, I think it's um, I think it's very similar. You know, I, I get that working on your why, your vision, and your goals seems very tedious. Um, tedious in a time when most of us as dentists just want to jump in and start producing dentistry. We just want to start getting to work on the teeth. And I get it. And I was the same way. I think of the why, vision, and goals um, as a perio kind of of working with dentists. Our patients don't really get excited about perio. They're thinking about that, you know, big smile or Invisalign at the end. But we know as the experts, this is where we need to begin. Because if our dentistry is going to be rock solid and stand the test of time, or if our dentistry is going to be rock solid and stand the test of time, then we got to put first things first. And writing down goals forces you to become clear on the path you need to hit your vision. They create clarity. And I can often predict, um, you know, with watching doctors on who spends the most time clarifying their why, their vision, and their goals, who's going to be most successful. Um, Because clarity creates confidence, which leads to permanence. And, you know, that's what I want for all my clients. I don't want them just to succeed in Excel while we're working together. I want this to be a career-long thing, Um, you know. When they're done with me, they keep building on up and up from there. I can kind of see how, you know, from the beginning of the interview to the end, I think thinking about it more, you know, I I think I started maybe doing what you were saying, you know, where you kind of make a vision or a goal and, you know, you think about it like, you know, I could, I I would enjoy maybe a little bit more and maybe working a little bit less. And I could see how achieving those things, you definitely can want more and it's good too and strive for better. So I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... You know, I think that's very valuable to think about it that way. And I'm happy that I think we covered this topic. You know, I think it's very valuable for our listeners. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I think it's it's key to point out, you know, I think when you and your wife were talking about it, and I don't know the conversation you guys had. Um, I know I, I know a little bit about your situation, but we haven't gotten into it full bore yet. But, you know, I think there's a big difference between where, like I said earlier, where we are content and what we feel like, okay, if I had this, you know, I think we'd be fine. I don't think we need any more than this, but you know, I hit that stage a long time ago. I think it was like when I had six or eight weeks off, um, I think I was doing, you know, around 400 to 500 take home, you know, I kind of hit that wall and I was like, you know what? We're fine. I didn't want to feel inside. I didn't want to feel greedy or like I wasn't grateful or I wasn't thankful for what I had. And I felt when I push myself um, to really dive in and say, hey, do you want more? Do you want to go for more? It was almost a guilt feeling. You know, like, does it make me a bad person if I want more? I don't want, 
um, God or whoever to think, man, this guy's not thankful. I've given him all this stuff and he still wants more. And, you know, I think there's just a difference between where you're content and where you're happy and really, you know, if nothing was off the table, would you like more? And it's okay. Yeah, I think it's just right there. If nothing was off the table, would you be, you know, because again, we're like, you know, we don't need any more than that, you know, but I guess we just kind of assumed that working more meant getting more, not working the same and getting more. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. We're almost afraid to ask for more because you don't want to prioritize things differently. Right. And yeah. So I'm definitely on board and I hope our listeners went through that exercise. Do you have anything to add before we kind of wrap up this shorter episode? No, I think we uh, I think we covered those uh, in depth pretty well. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys did that. And then next week, we're going to dive into some leadership. And I think it's going to be really good. Hopefully, you're enjoying the miniseries. Yeah.